0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Queens of Twilight podcast. It's your host Grace, and today I have a really cool guest, and I'm going to let her introduce herself.
1: Hi everyone, I'm Lady Melody of Sam, or Lady Melody as some of you guys may know me, or most of you guys may know me as Sam. I am a Twihard, an up-and-coming cosplayer, and an anime lover, so I'm glad to be here and I'm glad to be on this podcast to talk anything and everything Twilight. Thank you for
0: coming. I'm so excited to have you. So how long have you been a Twilight fan?
1: I've wow. I've been a Twilight fan since I first read the book and that was in two thousand and eight when the first movie came out.
0: Wow. That's such a long time. I've been around I've been a Twilight fan about the same or about the same length of time and it's just so humbling, isn't it, to just see it grow throughout the years.
1: It's been growing and then we have some pe- we have some people in our community that have left for a while because they found different fandoms and things like that but i guess now you could say that the sparkly vampires are making a comeback
0: yes they are they definitely are so what do you, so what do you think about this new book
1: i am very excited for it however i'm not gonna lie i'm not too big a fan of the cover
0: yeah why
1: i like what she's done with the first few books with like The apple, the rose, the ribbon, and the chess pieces. And I like, I like that it's for Midnight Sun. I enjoy how it's another book, but at the same time, like, could you have done something a little bit different than a pomegranate? I, it could represent a heart. It could represent, and the actual little pomegranate seeds could represent like Edwards, like a million thoughts in his head or, other people's thoughts about what he he reads but at the same time i just feel like a pomegranate could represent the forbidden fruit but then again a pomegranate's not kind of like an exotic fruit or like a mystical type of fruit
0: i get you i get you i see i really i can see that i kind of saw it as like a forbidden fruit almost kind of (laughs) like because of all the parts as you were saying so that's kind of that's an interesting take on it
1: Everyone has been saying, like, oh, it's a pomegranate because it's the forbidden fruit, or it's a pomegranate because it represents Edward, like, reading everyone's minds, and maybe the white part could be Bella, or, like, uh, the red part around the pomegranate could be Bella because he can't read her mind, so that's Bella's shield or something like that.
0: Hmm. It really could, but I honestly didn't think about that before. That's something totally new to me.
1: I didn't think of it either until I was like thinking about it today at work. I was like, "Huh," because I was so slow today at work. I was so de- like we were we had no customers, so I was thinking about it as I was just letting in customers, and I was like, "Hmm, Midnight Sun is coming soon, but what does the pomegranate mean?"
0: <laughs> That's something fun to think about at work when you're when it's
1: dead. Oh, definitely. <laughs> but so, have you read the draft? I have read the draft, and I have to say I was really happy with it. So I'm really excited that she's going to be turning the small draft into a big book that we've been waiting for for, quote, unquote, forever. (laughs) Yeah. Have you pre-ordered it? I have. I have pre-ordered it. Isn't that exciting? It is so exciting. I recently just found out she has a signed copy, but I did not pre-order that. I was like, oh, I just found out now. And I'm like, you know what? Nah, I don't need it signed.
0: Maybe in the uh, future she'll sign more of them. Because I saw today that they released um, pictures of the pages they're going to bind into the books that she signed.
1: Oh, I saw that, too. Like, on the Instagram, I I have seen that.
0: Yeah, I'm sure she'll release more. Well, I hope she does. I think that'd be really cool. But she signed 1,600 copies.
1: Her hand must hurt.
0: Yes. They made a comment about her hand falling off or something from writing.
1: Oh, I understand that because I'm a writer as well. So I understand the hand cramps, the shaking of your hand from holding your pen too long or like moving your fingers and stuff like that. It's terrible, but the results are well worth the writing.
0: (laughs) Definitely, definitely. Except I can relate to that through drawing. But... Something I really want to know, shifting topic a little bit, is I really want to know about your cosplay. Can you tell us about um, how you got into cosplay, what cosplay
1: means to you? Sure. So I actually recently started getting into cosplay. I was, I actually created a TikTok about early January, and I thought, okay, it's just lip syncing. So I started lip syncing to a few different audios my first audio was actually a duet with rosalie and alice from the olympic coven from breaking dawn part one when jacob finds out she when jacob finds out that bella is pregnant and then that's when i thought okay i'm getting back into the twilight phase and that's when i started buying contacts but i haven't bought any professional items like wigs or anything. I started buying makeup and I started buying like really pale foundation to make me pale like a vampire and stuff like that. So I guess you could say I'm doing closet cosplay, which is just taking anything from my wardrobe and trying to make it work with as many outfits as I can or trying to get them to be what the characters would wear. So for Esme, it would be like a light, purple shirt or anything with ruffles
0: that's really cool though i i admire that because you're you're being creative and imaginative in the way that you're trying to figure out how you can dress like the characters and become them you know and then oh go ahead
1: and then throughout my tiktok experience i decided to create i decided to put in my original character with the story I'm working on into TikTok and I've created a hashtag and already within maybe three or four months it's already reached maybe 21.5k views.
0: Wow that's that's a lot of people I wow it's it's so humbling to see so many people you know like Twilight and then also combine that like with the new fad of TikTok and being able to adapt a series to such you know new things. And can you tell us a bit more about your character? I'm really interested to hear.
1: Oh yeah, what sure you're doing. So I started out writing a story, um, which is everything Twilight plus a few plus a few from like. So in the sense, I'm starting a fan fiction. I haven't come up with a title yet, but what I'm doing is a alternate universe of twilight through breaking dawn where my original character her name is skylin she ends up being carlisle's mate and i the reason why i picked her to be carlisle's mate is because i've had the biggest crush on carlisle cullen ever since i read the books and i saw the movies so Carlisle Cullen is my favorite character, so I thought, okay, I'm going to make my original character be with him. And I do still have Esme in the story. I could not remove Esme, but Esme is just with another person.
0: You said Carlisle is your favorite, but why is he your favorite?
1: Besides the fact that he's a blonde, handsome doctor.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You like the doctor?
1: I do like the doctor, but I really like Carlisle because... He is such a gentle soul. He shows that he cares for everyone. That's like not even his family. And even with the wolf pack in Eclipse, he could have just left Jacob to have his broken bones. But he, out of the goodness of his cold, dead, unbeating heart, he went over to help them. And he was even welcome over to La Push. He crossed the barrier to save In a sense, they're a mortal enemy of the vampires. And I really admire that in him.
0: Yeah, he's definitely a different kind of person. And a special kind of person.
1: Especially since he was born in, like, the 1600s. So we all know that, like, if you're born in that era, you have to be a gentleman.
0: Yes, definitely, definitely. So if someone wants to follow you or... Get access to your story as well as like your alternate. I mean your alternate universe story. Where can they go to find that?
1: If they want to know more on Skylin' story, she does. Ha- I do have an Instagram page for her called Skylin Rain Cullen, and that's where I'll be posting photos of me in character and posting stories from her point of view. And my next chapter is when I believe my previous chapter was when I recently dyed my hair purple or Skyland dyed her hair purple, but I've been going based off the books and a little bit based off the movies. My last chapter was when I believe when the cut, when Bella first sees the Cullens and she sees Edward walking with Skyland. So I have that. And I believe my next chapter is going to be when Edward saves Bella from being crushed by Tyler's van.
0: Wow. That's really cool. I like that you're going with the books. That makes it more interesting because then you get to like pick and choose like which scenes you really want to highlight.
1: Definitely. And I'm really excited to write the scene because Skylin and Rosalie get along really well because of their mutual disliking for Bella in the first Twilight because Unlike Rosalie, when she tells Bella that Rosalie envies her, Skylyn doesn't envy her, but at the same time, she doesn't hate her as well as love her. She's in between. She likes Bella as a human, but she just feels like she's making the wrong choice when she wants to be with Edward. She feels like Bella could be with someone who's better off with a human and she feels like her hate is actually going to be more towards Edward because Skyline feels like as Skylin feels towards Edward that Edward is stealing her Edward is stealing Bella's humanity away so Skylin is the reason why Sky, Skylin's saying that that's been playing over in Edward's head and that's the reason why Edward is leaving Bella when New Moon comes.
0: I gotcha. Huh. I like that Skylin is more similar to Rosalie in that sense because then we get a different take on what Carlisle's thoughts would be and what not you know with that whole that, situation.
1: Definitely. Yeah. And I'm really excited to write write the I guess you could say slight argument between Skylin and Carlisle coming in a few chapters soon so that's going to be really fun because we know Carlisle is not the type to ever get mad so to see him in a sense angry this is going to be really fun for me to write
0: yeah I think that's going to be really interesting to see I definitely hope people who listen to this podcast will definitely go and look for that in your upcoming stories and
1: see what you
0: have to offer with this story.
1: Um, And I really hope that um, they will like what they see. And guys, if you are interested, you guys can always leave me comments. You guys can always leave me messages saying what you would like to see more from Skyland or what you feel like I should change. I'm, the type of writer that takes critiques to heart so i won't say like oh please don't like obviously no negative comments but you guys can say if there's anything i should change if there's anything you feel that i miss please let me know i'm open to anything and everything just no hate on the story it is an alternate universe i decided this on my own so if you guys aren't a fan of changing this timeline or changing characters adding new characters then feel free to let me know if you guys disagree with what I'm doing
0: definitely I think I think people offering comments is a nice way to improve yourself as a writer as well as like see what people are interested in when they look for alternate universe stories. Definitely. Yeah. So, why do people write alternate universe stories? I'm just curious. Like what made you want to write your alternate universe story?
1: I've been reading fan fiction for as long as I can remember and I always start writing stories when I was little, but I never got around to finishing them because I felt like they were never good enough. So once I got into Twilight, I started writing, I started doing research. And then that's when I thought, you know what, there's many different universes, there's like parallel universes, there's alternate universes. So here I was thinking, what if I do an alternate universe on Twilight, but just with an original character, same story, same characters, just adding one nuke character. So that way people don't get confused.
0: I see what you mean. It's kind of like that thing where... what Stephanie did where she gender-bended everybody. (laughs) It was like the alternate universe that she, like, you know, applied there.
1: Yes. And with her life and death of the gender-bend of Twilight, that's what I like to call it, the big twist was that in the end... Beau became a vampire. The venom actually spread instead of Edith saving his life and, ha- and sucking out the venom like she did in, or like Edward did in the first Twilight.
0: Yeah, I really did enjoy the alternate ending. It was very interesting and kind of more fulfilling than I thought it would be. It, it was shocking though. I was
1: like, oh, okay. <laughs> definitely. I definitely understand that part. When I read it, I was like, Wait, they so she didn't suck it out. She ended up letting it spread. Wow. Yeah. Well, no need for New Moon. No need for the wolves.
0: Yeah. So you talked about the Olympic Coven earlier. Could you tell us a bit more about them? Because I realize that I don't know a lot about them, and I think it'd be interesting to hear someone who's quite involved with cosplay and that part of Twilight to talk about it.
1: Sure, well, I can't speak on behalf of themselves actually, but the Olympic Coven are a acting troupe that technically bring, twi- that technically, they know, they do bring Twilight to life, I should say. It's like going to Disneyland to see Mickey, Minnie, and Donald Duck. But instead, the Olympic Coven bring our favorite Twilight characters to life. Carlisle, Esme, Alice, Jasper, all the Cullens, and especially our favorite love triangle, Bella, Edward, and Jacob.
0: I really like that they've dedicated a lot of their time and effort into making themselves look like the characters as well as act like them and take such pride in it. It's so humbling to see, you know, people loving the series and really taking that part of it and pushing it more into the reality
1: oh yeah most definitely and actually um they have a patreon page where you can see like more of their behind the scenes looks and i'm actually a patreon to them and the denali coven so i really enjoy what they do and i really am glad that i get to see them and get a chance to make plenty of edits for them i've done if you guys see on my Instagram, I've done edits or anesthetics for each of their characters, and I'm really excited to be doing them because as fans of, the, of Twilight and as fans of them, they really appreciate everything we do, and we appreciate everything they do because without them, we never knew that there would actually be a festival for over Twilight and Forks, and we would never get the chance to meet them or see any of them.
0: Yeah, I really like that. They're one of the driving forces that really show us that there is a festival and people still do care about the books and the movies.
1: Definitely, of course. And actually, I recently uh, joined a um, cosplay group of Twilight with a few cosplayers from around the world called the Cullen family coven, and I portray both Alice and Esme for that group.
0: That's really interesting. I'm excited to see what you do with that. And do you hope to eventually spread? So who is your favorite Olympic coven member?
1: Oh, you can't ask me that. That's like asking me. (laughs) who would I rather save if the Volturi had to kill them between Carlisle and Esme I'm not okay I may be biased but it is gonna have to be Carlisle and Esme oh my gosh oh, yeah. if, Alice, if Alice and the rest of them see, hear this podcast they're gonna they're gonna be so upset with me
0: <laughs> I'm sure they won't be upset I'm sure as I'm well. sure other people have their favorites definitely well, that's really cool. I I wasn't sure if you had a favorite, but I guess if you had to choose, right? If I had to choose, it would obviously be them. Yeah. If you were given the opportunity to join the Olympic Coven, would you still represent Alice? Would you still represent Esme? Who would you go for if you were given an opportunity to choose anyone you would like?
1: Okay, one, that would be my ultimate dream come true, or even just getting a chance to go behind the scenes with them but if I were given the chance I'm pretty small I'm pretty short so I would say most likely Alice because in the books they say Alice is really pixie-like so I would say Alice but I could also probably go for Renezme when she was a child as well because a lot of people say I have the baby face so with the right makeup and stuff I could possibly pull off a really good if with their help of their fantastic makeup artist I could hopefully be Renesmee as well but I would really love to be Alice if anything.
0: Yeah I love Alice's character too it, it, she's so spunky and fun and you yes. being short sure does help
1: and she's and Alice is just great as a character she's just the all around best friend she's there and she has like really good fashion sense which Unfortunately I don't have, so I don't think that's gonna be good on my part if I were to portray Alice because I am not good with fashion at all. I'm not either, so don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually I posted on my Instagram one time on my Instagram story of me in just a regular old T shirt and I think it was like really I think they were like, Oh, they were jeggings and I posted a photo and I was like, I don't think Alice would approve. And she replied to my story. She's like, You're right, I don't take off those jeggings and put at least jeans on.
0: (laughs) That's so cute though.
1: She was not a fan of jeggings. She she actually went live with Tanya from Denali and they talked about the Alice was talking about the worst trend that us humans have created and she does not like mom jeans she does not like jeggings and she really especially she really doesn't like those teeny tiny sunglasses that barely cover our eyes
0: oh those are so funny looking
1: (laughs) she's like you're better off dressing up as a clown than wearing those
0: oh goodness (laughs) So I see right now that you're wearing a necklace. Is that Alice's necklace? I'm sorry. I'm not familiar with the cross of oh. the jewelry.
1: Oh, no, you're fine. Yes, it is Alice's choker. I I do have two of these, and I also have Bella's wrist cuff from Breaking Dawn Part 2, and I do have two, two of them, two of Edward's wrist, or the culling gun, Cullen Boy's wrist tough because all of them were the same ones for the boys. And I am really waiting to get Rosalie's necklace from Breaking Dawn Part 2. I do have the first one, but that one's just so big and and bulky. I'm not too big a fan of that one. Yeah, I I don't wear um,
0: any kind of accessories beside my glasses. So I, it's, I understand, like I, it would probably annoy me.
1: (laughs) Same here, but I never leave my house without wearing either my choker or the bracelet. And sometimes if I'm feeling it, I'll wear both of them at the same time. And I always wear the choker or the bracelet to work. And it's so funny because my coworkers will always be like, you never leave home without one of these two accessories, do you? And I'm like, nope. And then they were like, you don't even wear a watch. And I was like, nope.
0: No, I don't wear a watch either. It, it can't stand something on my wrist, so I understand.
1: But I it's mean, cute
0: that you always wear them.
1: Yeah, but I mean, why need a watch? That's what your phone's for. Exactly, exactly. There's a clock on there for a reason. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. Do you have a favorite type of fanfiction?
1: I read anything and everything. I can't pick a favorite, but most of the ones I've been reading lately are, I guess you could say, the reader inserts off Tumblr.
0: Do you have a favorite website for fanfiction,
1: too? I mean, like,
0: as I know, there's Tumblr, there's fanfiction.net, there's Wattpad, there's, um, there's this new one that Um, A friend of mine told me about a couple of years ago, it's called, oh my goodness, what is it called? Is it Quota? No, I've heard of that one, but it's, oh my gosh. Archive of Our Own or AM3? Archive of Our Own. That is exactly the one because she had to invite me to it.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah, I've done all of them, but my two main ones that I've been reading my fanfictions on are Wattpad and fanfiction.net.
0: Yeah, fanfiction.net is definitely the OG.
1: I, a lot of people have been saying that I should post Skylin's story on fanfiction.net or Wattpad because I have a journal with me that I write her story in. And I would say, yeah, I want to, but I like the idea of writing it. It's just something about having a pen and paper. It just feels right to write. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I see what you do there. Yeah. <laughs> There's something so nice about doing something physical and having it on paper. I totally understand. That's how I feel about my drawing. Um, it's not the same as doing something digitally. And I, maybe as a way to fix that, you could scan the pages in or take pictures of them and then post it on Wattpad as like pro chapter so people can read your
1: handwriting. I've never actually thought of that. I might have to look into that. Yeah, I think it could could be interesting. Or you
0: could post them on your Instagram and then, like, do a watermark on it just so, you know, because people steal things sometimes and repost as their own. But I I think it might be interesting to see, like, it could be, like, almost like a journal entry for you.
1: Oh, yeah, it could be. You're right. So you say you're an artist. Do you do digital art as well, or do you do like Photoshop or what kind of art would you say um, is your, okay?
0: So right now I'm going to school for graphic design, but that's not my true calling. I, my first year of graphic design school, I guess you could say, um, I found that I have a love for printmaking.
1: That sounds really cool. Have you thought of doing Twilight fan
0: art? I actually have done some before. Um, I had an Etsy account, and <laughs> because I called it Twilight, um, it got flagged for review, and wow. it got taken down, but I found a people call it, um, I was looking at Etsy because I was curious about how many, so many people get away with it, and they say, inspired by Twilight. So I think if I were to put it back up, it would definitely go on there, um, but on my Instagram account, uh, Forks Not Spoons, it. I have a few of them up there.
1: Oh, nice! Yeah, I. Have I about, it's just. Huh? I have thought about doing like commissions to make some money, like Twilight commissions or fan any fan art commissions and things like that.
0: Um, I'm not too amazing at realism. I'm mostly an abstract artist, so yeah. sometimes, like, um, I don't know if you've seen it on my. Instagram hold on I'll bring it up but they're mainly flat vectors so Mm -hmm. I um that's what we call them when it's like one shape I don't know if you're familiar with that but it's just kind of like the outline
1: oh okay oh that's really cool thank you yeah I've seen a few of those I've seen a few of them before
0: I think that's a good idea and something to look into, though. I really will think about it and kind of do some research on what other people are doing. I always find that having references is a good thing, even, you know, whether it be writing or anything like that. I just thought of something, though. Do you have any advice for anyone who wants to write or create their alternate universe or someone who is interested in in opening a Twilight account or anything like that?
1: My advice, straightforward, go for it. Do it. Do whatever makes you happy. Do whatever you love. But for when it comes to writing, you are your own worst enemy. Because there will be times where you will feel like, I'm never going to get this chapter done. I don't like where the story is going. I don't like the character I create. I'm going to start all over. Don't do that. Once you have something set, create Or, not create. Brainstorm. Brainstorm the characters' names, pick the best ones, and then make sure you do your research on the alternate universe you want to do or the fan fiction you want to do. So that way you get most of the story right and always, always credit the characters you say and always make sure that you know what you're writing about. You don't want to jump into, you don't want to jump into a story of werewolves and all of a sudden you say, oh look, the werewolf like, you start writing about werewolves and silver bullets, but then you change it up saying werewolves burn in the sun or something like that. (laughs) That would be funny. That would be funny, but I've had that happen to me before. I was writing about a Marvel universe of a crossover and I did a Marvel crossover with Batman and it did not go well.
0: Yeah. That sounds interesting though.
1: Huh? Just picture Batman meeting the Wolverine. (laughs) Oh yeah. Funny now, but the writing was so bad.
0: Hey, we all live and we learn and we improve as writers and creators and, um, and yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but, if all write, but if you are going to write, I'm going to let you guys know now. You guys will be your own worst enemy. So if you feel like you're going to turn into your worst enemy, send your drafts or send your writing of what you have so far to a friend. The least you could do is get advice from them, have them say what they need to say, and they could say, oh, you should change this, or you should add that, or... This is what you have so far. This is what I think you could do to make it better. There's nothing wrong with asking for advice, and there's definitely nothing wrong with turning to your friends for help.
0: Exactly. You shouldn't be embarrassed about what you like, no matter what it is. That's some really great advice to give to people. And what do you do to get over your writer's block? Do you have any rituals? Do you have anything you like to specifically? Do you meditate?
1: Well, even when I write, I do listen to music once I... Because I can't stand the silence. I hate writing in silence, so I need to have something on. I either have a movie playing or I have music playing. But once I hit a writer's block and I feel like, what could I do? I always turn on YouTube and just listen to classical music. I'm turning into Edward here, but once I hear classical music... It's like the music notes or anything like that because i'm actually I'm also a musician. I've played the violin for twelve years, so once I hear an orchestra or once I hear a really good classical piece, then it gets me back into writing. I think it's just instrumentals with no lyrics and no words. it There's something about it that starts your brain up. It gets your brain thinking again, and it really helps.
0: Do you have anything to say to people who want to get into cosplay? Or do you have anything, like, have any advice? I mean, yeah, do you have any advice?
1: My biggest advice right now is for anyone that wants to get contact lenses, get your eyes checked first. Because I I wear glasses as well, so I have a prescription, because without my glasses, I can't see. But when it came to contact lenses, I went in blind. I did not get my eyes checked. I just bought them right off the bat and started to wear them. And so far, my eyes are fine. I have no vision changes. I only wear them for two or three hours in the day just to do my TikToks. But I am actually going to be getting the contact lens that Alice and Edward use From the Olympic coven which are the really really good professional ones that can be worn for like 15 or 20 hours in a day so for those ones you need to get your eyes checked and please don't do what I did and go in right away talk to an eye doctor and try to see what you can do for your eyes because it's probably not going to be worth it if you lose your eyesight because you did not get your eyes checked for contacts.
0: I, I totally agree. Contacts are really hard to put in in the beginning, and it's it can be really stressful. Alice actually posted about where she gets her contacts from today on one of her TikToks on her stories. I thought that was interesting. Oh yeah, the,
1: those that's her most like because she posts about she post I believe on that TikTok she posted about like her most asked questions and things like that. So. I think that was like her main, her biggest question that people have been asking is where do you get your contact lens? Yeah. And I imagine they're not cheap. <laughs> oh, they aren't. They aren't. I looked it up myself and it's like 125 for just one. One lens. One single lens is $125. <laughs>
0: That's insane. But I guess you're paying for the quality of it.
1: Yeah, Definitely. And I I get mine from Unique so, so I have been loving those. Those are really good for dark brown eyes like the ones I have, but I am really excited to get official officially prescribed contact lens that have my glasses prescription in them so I can see without having to wear my glasses.
0: Yeah. That's actually going to be really nice, especially because you don't have to worry about being blind while you have the contacts in.
1: Oh, yeah, especially when you're doing TikTok. It's like, where do you look? Or like, where's my phone? Exactly,
0: exactly. And there's nothing worse than being blind in a crowd. It is the most worst experience.
1: Oh, it's so bad. I remember one time I forgot my glasses when I went to go see Twilight Eclipse, and I was sitting in, like, the far back, so everything was just a blur. Luckily, I could still hear it, but I was like, what's happening? And I'm seeing just a blur of, like, fights and stuff, and I'm like, oh, this person's fighting who? Oh. Luckily, I was able to tell who Victoria was because it's just a blur of red.
0: Hmm. I still probably was really stinky, though, because he couldn't see anything.
1: Oh, it sucked. It was horrible. But at the same time, I, at least I saw eclipse quote unquote. actually are you a patreon to the olympic coven and denali coven
0: i am not but i know some
1: people who are and are you i am i am a patreon to both and i highly suggest becoming a patreon because you get some really cool perks and you get to see behind the scenes content that leads up to the festival and forks so I say that'll be really fun. And for any Twilight fans out there or for anyone that just wants to help, I really suggest becoming a Patreon because it helps so much. And it's it's just really fun to get your behind-the-scenes before the big festival.
0: I'll really have to look into that because I'd, I'd really like to see how they put, to, put it together and how things are run. Um, I don't know if they reveal any of that. But, yeah. And I also saw today that The girl who plays Rosalie is doing it OnlyFans. Did you see that?
1: that. I saw that as well, and I was like, oh, okay. I actually did not know what OnlyFans was until I saw it, and then I realized, wow, so that's that's what it is. (laughs) But I kind of feel like it's fitting for Rosalie, because Rosalie's like the vampire Barbie of the Cullens, eternal beauty, and... I feel like it's really fitting for her to have an OnlyFans because who doesn't love Rosalie? I mean, everyone finds her incredibly beautiful. Yeah. She, um,
0: the I forgot her name. Oh, my goodness. The girl who plays, um, who cosplays Rosalie. What is her name? I Bella. Forgot. Bella. Funny. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah. Bella. Oh, my gosh. Why did... Why did I not? Why is that not coming to my brain? I don't know why. Maybe it's because the name was so similar. To, I know
1: you can, I, like, when someone yeah. says Bella and you think Bella Swan. I was just talking
0: about her today. Even like calling her by name earlier today. I don't even know why that was like a brain fart for me. Um, <laughs> she she had a post on her story I saw earlier that it's not a sexual thing it was just her trying to provide extra content
1: yeah of course
0: she must have been getting a lot of messages about it
1: definitely i can i can only imagine if she gets messages actually both bella and v v who plays alice for the olympic coven both of them have helped me with contact lens advice and They've helped me when it comes to taking care of them and what kind I should get. So if you guys ever need contact lens, you guys could always ask them. They're really sweet and they're really nice to talk to. And they they just know how to have fun. They really enjoy talking with their fans.
0: That's good to know, especially for those who want to get into cosplay. Wow. Thank you. This has been a really great podcast.
1: Definitely. I'm I'm having so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this.
0: I, I'm glad. I'm glad. I really enjoyed this, too. And actually, guys, this is the second time we recorded because we lost the audio in the last one. And I'm so happy that Sam has come back and really helped me record this. She's a trooper and a really good person. And you guys should go give her a follow. And I'll tag her in the post when we release this episode.
1: And I'm really glad and I really hope I'm pretty sure I'm going to be coming back with like maybe for a podcast on cosplay advice or TikTok or anything like that or just a general Q&A of my cosplays and anything like that.
0: Definitely, definitely. I'd like to know more about cosplay culture and really get into the idea of like what cosplay is just to try to understand that world more as well as what it does to the Twilight community. And I've just got a little bit slice of that today, and you've helped me understand so many more things, and I've become more educated. So thank you.
1: Oh, you're welcome. And definitely, I would love to come back and talk more cosplay, because cosplay alone is a separate subject from Twilight. So we can combine them and have both a Twilight cosplay, but cosplay just by itself is a major arc that deserves its own podcast.
0: Definitely, definitely. Well, all right, everybody. This is the end of The mm-hmm. Queen's Twilight, Episode 4.
1: Bye, guys. and Bye. Stay-